And now, the voice of truth. News, interviews, political commentary, current issues that affect Christians today. The Voice of Truth is your Washington, D.C. connection from a Christian perspective featuring host Shannon Skolton. The Voice of Truth contains unapologetic criticism of current events, reveals disingenuous politics, and addresses difficult issues. If you are easily offended by political incorrectness, listener discretion is advised. And now your host, Shannon Skolton. Sometimes the law is considered the government, sometimes the government wins, and then sometimes the law wins. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with uh, Brad Dakis, you guys. I'm super excited. I always get questions here on Voice of Truth about when Brad's going to be on. And it makes me like think, hey, is this the Brad Dakis show? You guys want this to turn into the Brad Dakis show? But it's exciting because Wednesdays... We will be doing Power Hour. Uh, And just to let you guys know how I came up with that, like the most critical thinking times I had working out was actually Power Hour at the gym on Wednesdays at 5 (laughs) p.m. So, hey, what better than Wednesdays at 7 to say Power Hour? This is the time where we're going to work out our brain and our spiritual awareness and our spiritual eyes, too, and really see what's going on in the world and what an amazing organization like Pacific Justice Institute, Brad Dacus, his entire team is doing about it. We're excited to be here. Brad, thank you so much for being on. This is our first Wednesday of Power Hour. I'm super excited. Thank you for being on with me. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you for uh, having me on and the great work that you do uh, in the media to get out truth to so many people who are really desperate for truth, especially times like now. This is the time so many people are so thirsty, Brad. They're starving for truth. And they love the Christian apologetics, and they love listening to the Word of God, which is awesome. We need that full counsel of God. But they're starving for a lot more. And I think that comes from a lot of lack of stewardship uh, behind the pulpit. And so they're seeking on their own time. And that's why I think Voice of Truth took off so quickly, is they're just they're just dying for truth. And we know Jesus Christ is the truth. Uh, he says he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. We know he's the basis of all truth, and so is the Bible. And so we're here, right, today to bring them the truth about what's going on from a legal viewpoint, from a legal perspective, what's happening, the things that you're fighting and the things that are going on. Tell us a little bit about what's going on at PGI right now. Well, right now, uh, we are uh, all across the country uh, defending religious freedom, in particular defending uh, workers, uh, employees, uh, from losing their job because of their faith, because of their sincere, deeply held convictions or religious beliefs uh, with regards to not wanting to be vaxxed with regards to the the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, They're very controversial. They're uh, experimental. Uh, You know, we know that there's over 21, conservatively, this is according to the V-A-E-R-S, uh, this is, I think it's a virus, viral affected, uh, adverse effects, um, you know, system, uh, resource uh, register system. So anyway, it's uh, V-A-E-R-S. Uh, this is, uh, you know, through the, the federal, it's not, not something I'm affiliated with. According to them, there's over 21,000 people that have died from the COVID vaccine. Over 700,000 had serious medical complications, some strokes, some paralysis. Uh, it's so it's it's um, but it's it's very important that we defend, irrespective of people's opinion on whether it's good or bad or what. Uh, we, it's very important that we defend the ability for people not to lose their job because of their faith, and especially when there's no longer a compelling interest to to justify. So we have lawsuits filed, Shannon, all over the country. We're defending police officers against the Los Angeles Police Department. Mm. Uh, we're defending uh, again. We're also suing Mayor Garcetti of L.A. in this, in this lawsuit. Uh, we're filed a number of lawsuits against the LA Unified School District, uh, another school district, uh, another hospital in California. And then going out of California, we're defending, we have a class action lawsuit in Washington State on behalf of some very angry firefighters uh, who don't want to be fired because of their faith, lose their job because of their faith. Um, we have uh, mm-hmm. other lawsuits in, uh, all, in other places uh, all across the country. In, Mich- in Miami, we have a lawsuit filed on behalf of a lot of parents who want to, you don't want their kids to have to wear a mask. The little children yeah. wear a mask all day. It's not healthy. Uh, doctors say it's not healthy. It's not necessary. Psychiatrists say it's actually a contributing to increase of, of suicide and depression and, and um, 
of a lacking of, of social development is taking place. Um, so it's a, it's very important. We filed a major lawsuit out of our Miami office. We have a hospital we're suing in Arkansas. We have a doctors and nurses we're defending in New York, uh, as well as in uh, Detroit. Uh, we got a lot of uh, doctors and uh, nurses their jobs back by the second largest health uh, institution in America called Ascension Health Centers. They're in 50, they have 56 um, offices uh, business, or hospitals. We got all of their jobs restored. Amtrak, we went to head with, head to head with them. We got all those employees of faith uh, to get their jobs wow. back. So uh, we're tra- taking on Trader Joe's. There's just so much we're doing just in that quadrant alone because we are trying to make sure everyone gets help, which is very unique, as you know, about Pacific Justice Institute. You know, it's phenomenal when you showed the map at the gala and with all the little pinpoints of how fast you're growing and your reach nationally, it's awe-inspiring. Uh, one, because one, it, it shows the need, the need in America for truth, the need for the fight of freedom, the need for legal defense, for standing up for civil and religious liberties and our justice and people that are hurting, right? Because these people who come to you, they're hurting. You're not just a Sue Happy law firm organization that goes out against a little guy. You're defending the rights, these constitutional rights of people who are essentially being persecuted. And it does boil down to their faith. It is I wish maybe next time we get on, we'll be able to show that map. But it was just beautiful. It was great to see. Yeah. And and that's what happens. You catch like wildfire because you're defending the needy. Yeah, it's, it is exciting. We don't just cherry pick a few high profile cases. Uh, we don't just file lawsuits from the hip for sensationalism. I've seen groups do that. But uh, no, we're, we're, our goal is to make sure that everyone gets help, that no one's left on the side of the road. And now we have, uh, you know, over 70,000 people have already relied on us and our website, our resources uh, that have come to us. Uh, you know, the number is growing. Uh, we have offices, by God's grace, in, uh, you know, 16 states, 20 offices in 16 states. Uh, that number is growing. The, the, the attorneys handling these offices are, are very sharp. They're qualified. And... Um, we're uh, progressing ahead, and I just want people to know if, if they want to keep up with our cases uh, or they want to support our work, uh, it's easy to do. Uh, we're a nonprofit ministry organization. They can just go to uh, pji.org, P for Pacific, J for Justice, I for Institute.org, pji.org, and then they get information uh, about you know how they can file a religious exemption, what their rights are. They have tons of resources, how to protect your children, uh, from getting being forced to have a vaccine you don't want them to have in a lot of blue states this is what we're seeing taking starting to take place like in california washington state um but also our, our, our regular weekly brief weekly update it's emailed it's very valuable it's the kind of information you don't see on mainstream media and uh, that's one reason of course i'm so uh, appreciative of your program uh, shannon because uh, it just does that it goes and gets information out that uh, the average person will not simply not not find usually on uh, mainstream media, even a lot of conservative, quote unquote, mainstream right. media. You know, and I'm excited because the work you're doing, I, I, it pleases the Lord. Right. And so our entire our entire objective is, is always to please the Lord when you and if you're listening now on Facebook or, or uh, YouTube, we're also streaming uh, where this will be uploaded to Rumble a little bit later. It'll be uploaded to Instagram, all the podcasts a little bit later. But whatever platform, even Twitter, if you're watching right now, PJI is an upstanding organization. And so the reason I want to give this disclaimer is a lot of people don't know how to weigh uh, the validity of an organization or where they use their funds. They are one of the highest rated organizations uh, as far as being what I call transparency, the glass house. Uh, And you can see right in, you see what they do. Their money goes to fighting these cases. It doesn't go to giant uh, you know, cathedral buildings, you know, with tabletops made of crystal, you know, and onyx uh, counters. It goes to fighting the good fight that God has called them to. And that says a lot because naturally, listeners, you and I know if, if, if you're a listener out there and you've ever had to get an attorney, you go into their office and there's this giant statue and there's this gold little thing in a waterfall and it's wonderful. And you're like, oh, this is like, this is intense. Uh, but you can see, well, I mean, they make money hand over fist and where it goes before this is a ministry, right? I want to, I want to make that clear too. Like PJI is a ministry. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, but it's a beautiful thing when you use those funds and you use them to further 
uh, the advancement of the truth and justice. I am a, a donor to PJI. Uh, I'm not biased at all, uh, but, you know, and there's a reason for that, though. I support what they do, and that's why Brad is doing this uh, with us on Wednesdays. So I'm ex- super excited. You know, you said, Brad, that you're fighting this entire mask mandate with uh, the schools and everything that's going on in L.A. County, which is just, a, and for lack of a better term, a dumpster fire. You know, you're in Orange County. I was there with you guys in October. No masks. People were pretty chill. You re- you just cross over one street into L.A. County, and it's full Gestapo mode, uh, and it's just erroneous uh, the way that they treat people and the actions and the entire energy energy there. I just saw Gavin Newsom, and I want to talk about this a little bit. Of course, we saw him at that championship game with Magic Johnson and the, the mayor of Sacramento and all these people, completely maskless, but guess what? Hey, California, your kids have to wear a mask, you know, and uh, for eight hours a day, and it's in its state of emergency. In, in a way, isn't it complete hogwash in that regard? Oh, it certainly is. And it's so hypocritical. You have the governor of California, the mayor of, of Los Angeles, uh, getting their pictures taken in a packed, you know, stadium, uh, no masks. And, and yet these same people are saying you have to wear a mask. Little child, children have to wear a mask all day. Children are not the ones who are at risk. Uh, in fact, really, not many people are at risk at all anymore because the Omicron is 91% less fatal than the Delta. The Delta is le- was less fatal than the uh, the original uh, COVID-19 virus. So, uh, but don't co- be confused with the facts. So, yeah. <laughs> um, God forbid. You know, it's, yes. So, you know, here we have all these children wearing masks that don't need to wear the mask and it's detrimental to them mentally, psychologically, in terms of social development, uh, in terms of health, uh, in terms of their immune system. Uh, it's, it's very... Uh, counterproductive. It's cruel. Um, it's not necessary, uh, you know. And we've seen that, uh, that that entities have come out against this. As far as vaccination of the children, you know, that's being pushed. You know, we're we're preparing to fight that in a number of states, like California, Washington State, to uh, defend the parents' rights. And we have a place online on our website. People can uh, register to download a, a personal belief exemption for their child. Uh, but the reality is, well, the World Health Organization. You know, they came out and they said children should not be vaccinated. There's there's no reason for them to be vaccinated. They're against this is the World Health Organization. Yeah. Not a conservative bunch. Yeah. You know, not they're not the people I expect to visit my church anytime soon, (laughs) Uh, you know, but, you know, they are very liberal, secular, but they're just looking at the facts Mm -hmm. and they're saying this makes no sense. And then we've got the UK, United Kingdom, um, you know, you know, Boris Johnson saying, Prime Minister Boris Johnson saying, we're done. Yeah. No more man- uh, vaccine mandates, no more mask mandates. Pr- uh, Portugal, same thing. Denmark, um, country after country after country is now realizing this is ridiculous. And then we just found out from, uh, I think it's from uh, uh, John Hopkins. Uh, they came out with this, a study that just came out today. Uh, I'm sure you probably heard about this, Shannon, where they said uh, those states that did the shutdowns, versus not shutdowns, proved that the shutdowns did not work. Yes. And they should not have been done. And we have had so much destruction in America because of what was done. And yet, to this day, Dr. Fauci um, still swears by it. And if he has a chance again, he'll do it again. And that's why it's important for people to take this seriously, to make sure that this never, never, never happens again. And that's what we're doing at Pacific Justice Institute with our many cases, our lawsuits across America, we're planning on taking these all the way up to the Supreme Court. We already had one big victory with yeah. the Supreme Court uh, dealing with the shutdowns. And, the, right. and we got uh, six judges on the Supreme Court justices saying to California, open those churches now. Well, we're now litigating on these other issues, uh, va- uh, vaccine mandates, mass mandates. And uh, we, we don't intend to stop until we are, are fully uh, have a full vindication for the, the freedoms and liberties of parents and citizens across America. Here's what's really interesting. I'm going to read a quote from that study because I got it came across my my desk or I should say my phone earlier today. Lockdowns only reduce covid deaths by 0.2 percent. Johns Hopkins study finds here's the quote. It says we find no evidence that lockdowns, school closures, border closures, by the way, which never happened (laughs) and limiting gatherings had any noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. Wow. Shocking. You know, we talked about this a lot when I first started this program. I was on to every man and answer on CSN for a while and COVID just had come out 
And I have friends who work at various universities, Vanderbilt and these different universities who were doing all of these studies. And I was getting this inside intel and I was trying to leak this information in a very, uh, don't take this as the Bible, but this is what we see happening. And this is what that could potentially mean from a medical perspective. And this is what is happening. Uh, and it comes out, if you listen to those broadcasts, everything we talked about from March 2020 to now is true, 110%. And we always said, give it enough time, right? They're talking all of this fear. There's fear-mongering. There's propaganda. There's this overreach of government, tyrannical overreach, which is causing uh, a massive fear that is leading to uh, preposterous mandates and proposals that are affecting the entire world. And we said, just give it time. The truth is going to come out. The truth always come out. The Bible states that what happens in the dark will come to light, period. It will always come out. It doesn't, we don't know when, but it will. And now look at fast forward 2022, the truth is coming out. The narrative is just being completely destroyed. And the reason that the left liberal agenda essentially is not working is because their, their agenda is literally falling apart at the seams. People aren't in fear anymore. Omicron is not worse than the Delta variant, which was not worse than the original COVID, which they called the, the novel coronavirus, which was not novel. Uh, but nonetheless, this is not, it's not happening, right? We're not seeing massive deaths and, and graves and firing pits of mass cremations like was propagated to us, uh, you know, but yet there's still, uh, America seems to attempt to be doubling down on the vaccine mandates, they attempt to be doubling down in some of these uh, blue areas in closures. The interesting thing is a lot of the world is opening up and then you have Austria as well trying to double down. And you're like, why is there such a divide? You know, when right. the science proves what the science proves. Uh, and I think that's a spiritual component, Brad, that we talk about on the program, that there is a veil. There's that spiritual component uh, where there's a, a massive push to a one world system. And the only way to do that is by fear and control and leveling the play, playing field. Coronavirus did a really good job of looking at our hearts and seeing the barometer of the people and the sins that we have. Uh, and the way that the World Health Organization spoke in the World Economic Forum when things started rolling out with this great global reset. The one thing that will completely overturn uh, and cause economic uh, downfall quicker than anything else is when our infrastructure uh, and our economy takes a permanent hit. And I think that that's what happened, right? We see that we took this permanent hit from closures. We took a, per we, a lot of small businesses closed. Our economy it just kind of nosedived. We're seeing massive amounts of inflation. We're seeing all these things that manifested from this pandemic. And here we are in 2022 saying, why have groceries gone up an average you know, of thir of, uh, you know, they say 6%, but it's really 13%. Why are there, why has oil gone up exponentially? Why are goods not being able to be delivered to the American people? It all plays in. It all plays a factor. I want to liaison a little bit into, you know, there's all these changes going on. We've seen that the Biden administration has not really handled the pandemic well. They haven't handled the vaccine mandates well. We keep seeing them getting shut down from the Supreme Court uh, with what they're trying to institute. Right. Let's talk a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, there's, you know, the Biden administration has uh, been very aggressive and uh, to try to uh, put mandates on the American people to control the American people. Uh, and he's tried to do it in different ways. Of course, you had uh, OSHA. Uh, mm -hmm. That's where he gave them a directive to uh, come out with regulations that would require every single business in America that has uh, over 100 employees, 100 more or 100 or more employees uh, to have to have them vaccinated. Uh, well, as it turns out, the Supreme Court looked at that and they struck that down and, and they said, uh, no, this is not the traditional role of the executive branch. This isn't just about workplace safety. This is about controlling people's lives, not just at work, but at home and for the rest of their lives uh, to have a, a vaccine that is uh, something that so many don't want and don't need and uh, could be a very have a very negative impact. Uh, so uh, it was a it was a wonderful big victory for about 80 million Americans across the country uh, were impacted by that. People I know were uh, directly impacted and elated that uh, the majority on the Supreme Court, not the you know it wasn't unanimous, but the majority uh, saw the light and ruled accordingly. Uh, then we had also uh, dealing with the 
um, the, 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 the government contractors mm-hmm. and how they were ordered uh, to have all their people vaccinated. Uh, you know, they didn't even accommodate for religious exemption. They didn't yeah. say, no, no, yeah. you work for the government. <laughs> you, you have a contract with the government. Uh, we're going to we're not even going to uh, allow you to, to, you know, to have the same respect of other workers under Title seven, the Civil Rights Act. No, we're going to use our power to force every worker to be yeah. vaccinated. That was struck down uh, as yeah. well um, as, as as an invalid uh, usage of power. Uh, there was another regulation that was going to require all Head Start workers uh, to uh, anyone receiving Head Start funds. Uh, they were all going to have to be, uh, be vaccinated. Um, not so fast. That was struck down. Uh, and, and isn't so, the Head Start program from the Department of Education? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so that was a, a, a great, a great success. Uh, and then, you know, the, uh, the, the, you know, the president has been trying to, you know, to, to continue to find ways to uh, manipulate, to uh, put mandates uh, on people and individuals and groups. Uh, and yet uh, the only one he prevailed in was uh, actually dealing with uh, the uh, Center for Medicaid and Medicare. And that was a narrow win. It was a five to four win. Uh, Roberts and Kavanaugh sided with the, the liberals. And the only reason they they ruled that way is they said, well, the government is providing funding to hospitals. Um, is there a nexus? You know, is there some kind of relationship with the regulation versus the goal? And they said, well, the regulation is to try to improve, you know, health and safety for patients who go to hospitals to make sure that their doctors and nurses are not uh, imposing a danger. The problem with that is when that came came down, we were just starting to get evidence that the Omicron um, is not uh, prevented by the vaccines. Mm-hmm. And 99, now we have almost everyone, almost every uh, coronavirus out there, COVID-19, uh, is Omicron. Yep. And Omicron, uh, if you're vaccinated, and say you get all the boosters. Omicron, unlike the others, um, you're not. You're still just as able to get it. It doesn't prevent you from getting it. The vaccines don't, and the vaccines don't prevent you from transmitting uh, transmission uh, to other people from transmitting it. It just supposedly reduces the effects, and that's not even validated yet. <laughs> that's just you know hot, hot air. We don't you know we don't know if it really helps at all in terms of the the effects uh, of the uh, of getting of the Omicron, um, but. It's uh, it's very aggravating, and um, and so I think if that information had actually been before the court, I think I think it actually would have turned out differently. Here's something uh, interesting, not to interrupt you, but you know the vaccine sure. uh, we call it the pokey poke, but the pokey poke, right? Doesn't you made it very clear it doesn't uh, prevent transmission, uh, or uh, you know you could be asymptomatic, but Omicron, all of a sudden we're gonna have an emergency vaccine, folks. Coming in March, they say, for Omicron. Omicron. Uh, And I want to clarify how completely psychotic this is, because everybody who knows anything about anything, the FDA takes seven to 10 years to approve a drug, especially in trial. And there's triple blind studies and there's all these different things that have to take place in order for things to move forward and be released on the market. For instance, when the erectile dysfunction drug, and I hate to say it this way, but I'm in Vegas and there's billboards for this everywhere. But uh, when Viagra came to market and it had a side effect that we know about, it was originally a cardiovascular drug. They initially pulled it off the market and then they repackaged it for that issue because the side effect was, quote, significant enough for them to reevaluate the usage of that drug. Okay, now when we see this many deaths from an injection, no matter what it is, it would be pulled. Okay. If the, when the swine flu vaccine, flu vaccine in the seventies was initially uh, administered and they were pushing it on pregnant women and 35 women initially died, they stopped the vaccine. So where are we now? We have, I mean, it's ludicrous. So what makes us think that they can have a quote emergency vaccine so rapidly and it is not going to cause significant issues in the future? We can say it's safe all we want, we don't have time on our side. We, it's impossible to tell, right? Uh, so I just wanted to interject that because I thought that was com- that was interesting that that's the headline, right? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. And um, and yet, uh, you know, we, we have bold doctors out there, uh, specialists uh, who are, you know, they're shut out of uh, from uh, the YouTube and other forums, but they're very reputable for specialists. And they're conveying the truth uh, and the accurate information. You know, I talked to one uh, medical professional uh, who uh, confided with me and told me that um, he has uh, been providing 
uh, ivermectin uh, to his patients. Uh, he's been doing it sort of under the radar because if the hospital was aware of it, um, they would fire him. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it because he knows those who are getting remdesivir, uh, they're dying. Yeah. Those who are getting ivermectin, uh, they're living. Yep. And he says all of his patients are living. Yeah. Other doctors' patients are dying. Yeah. And uh, there's just such a, an, an important need for information to, to get out uh, and uh, for us to stop muzzling and silencing reputable, professional, legitimate doctors and specialists who are providing this information. And I encourage parents, I encourage parents and individuals out there uh, to uh, not just take what your primary doctor is telling you, do your homework, because that primary doctor maybe have a, have a an edict from the, the hospital medical chain that no, uh, you need to push remdesivir. That's where we're making our money. And, uh, you know, uh, and it's just very, very problematic. And by the way, remdesivir was pulled off of trials for killing a, an enormous amount of people when it was being used for Ebola. So let's make right. that clear. It, it was pulled then, but it's okay to use in a mass quantity now on the masses uh, for, it's just, it's, it's just crazy. This is the life we live. This is where we're at. And that's why you're fighting against what you're fighting against. And it is a spiritual war. People don't think it's not. I mean, it really is at the end of the day, but we're here to be light and salt and light to the earth. And that's what, you know, we're all attempting to do. Uh, and we don't want to live in fear, but we want to look at these things. We want to be objective and we want to say, okay, we see what's happening. What is our part in the kingdom? Brad has his part. PJI has their part. I have my part. You also have your part. And so keep that in mind. The science is coming out. We're working on Dr. McCall being on the, uh, Peter McCall being on the show. We're working on Dr. Malone. Everybody knows he was the uh, inventor and creator of the mRNA vaccine. We're working actively on him being on the program. It would be great maybe if you can join us when they are on. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to continue to disseminate information. We all know Joe Rogan. Uh, got completely slammed by Hollywood and the government uh, for even having them on the program. Uh, and it's caused a lot of headaches for him, but he's a very objective person. Uh, and, you know, though he's not a believer, man, I like his show in a lot of ways. He brings things to the table and he's not afraid to talk about it. Uh, and that's what we need. We need more people who aren't afraid. And cancel culture is trying to cancel him out. Spotify is trying to cancel him out because why? They don't like the narrative of the truth. So anybody trying to be canceled, it's because of the truth. My uh, YouTube, Brad, I've had like six YouTubes shut down. Next time I get a community guideline strike, I'm hiring you guys to defend me because this is now my like, I think seventh YouTube. And I'm sure they'll try to figure out a way to shut me down for uh, speaking the truth. But we have to at all costs, right? We have to speak the truth in love because we have a heart, you know, and and Biden and the Biden administration made a public, essentially a public announcement saying that they wanted everybody to boycott Joe Rogan and censor him and that they should be doing more and Spotify should be doing more. You want to talk about government overreach? Is that completely just unconstitutional that the government would get involved on a private level like a level like that brad uh, it's it's very disturbing when we see uh the federal government um intruding into the, the lives of individuals uh when you know their job is to protect us from criminals oh that's right they're letting them come across the border that's right and they're releasing them uh from prison uh, no bail uh, letting him uh, riot and um, uh, and bash, smash and bash in stores. Mm. So it's really a shame when we see the federal government uh, being lax on what it's actually there to do, which is to protect and defend and for justice, and instead pouncing on uh, the individual freedoms and liberties of the average American, uh, law-abiding American, uh, and and who have rights and convictions and should have those rights in convictions pursuant uh, to the First Amendment Free Exercise Clause and the Free Speech Clause uh, protected and, uh, and not uh, not shut out. When anyone tries to shut something out, uh, when they try to censor it, uh, we should all be alarmed. That's right. And ask the That's question, right. why? Because if what they have is, is true, then it should go out. If what they're saying is not true, then um, it'll come to the surface. Yeah. That's what a, a, a free speech society, Amen. that's one reason why America has prospered so much. Uh, the free speech clause has actually been very powerful because it allows us to test truth all the time because we allow information to be disseminated freely and critically, uh, be able to critically analyze it uh, on a bridge. But unfortunately, that's not what we've seen in America, and we need to uh, uh, support any effort we can to allow contra opinions, especially from 
highly credible experts uh, to uh, at least have their say and for us to be able to decide for ourselves. I want to talk a little bit more about the Supreme Court, but before I do that, I want to get in trouble here on in Facebook land and say something really naughty that is a lot of people aren't going to like. But here's the truth. He talked about if anybody's canceling anybody, we should be alarmed. Unfortunately, Christian, that also goes for Whoopi Goldberg. And here's why. I'm sure, Brad, you've seen what's happened with her on The View and her comments on the Holocaust. Okay, she was wrong. Yes. The View has been wrong from day one with all of their opinions anyway, and the show's not canceled. But she said something that was hurtful. She said something with a biased opinion, but it was her opinion. And The View is about those women giving their viewpoint on current things that are happening. So you're not going to like this believer, but you're going to have to deal with it. She should not be canceled and she should not be suspended. And I stand by that because that propagates this cancel culture. We cannot cancel people just because we don't like what they say. Now, if she broke an FCC rule, uh, cursed on live TV or something happened, you know, or she said something completely erroneous, you know, bashed the network she was with. I totally understand that there are repercussions. We all know how that goes. Okay. I'm not saying that at that point, there's not suspension. If she did something sexually provocative or she broke some kind of law. Absolutely. She stated a view that was hurtful. Um, and so she's immediately suspended. And now the cancel culture is coming after her to what end, you know, and I stand by that. I don't know if you agree with me. You could disagree totally with me, Brad, but, uh, though I don't like her viewpoints and though I do not like the view at all, she has a right to speak her nonsense. Yeah, actually, I agree with you completely. Uh, I do not agree with what she said. Mm -hmm. uh, she apologized. Mm -hmm. She didn't defend it. Uh, it was a, a apparently just a, a flippant thing she said. She didn't really think about it and process it uh, to why it, it, it really wasn't logical. I, I now, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure now she probably realizes uh, it was a stupid thing to say and it wasn't logical. Um, you know, so, you know, it, it, and it was a terrible, you know, terrible thing to say, you know, but... Nonetheless, uh, she apologized. She recognized uh, that, it, that what came out was not what she, you know, wanted to come out. Was not what she intended to hurt anyone. She, so I think that uh, you know I, that we need to be able to allow information. Uh, you know, let her stand on her own two feet. Let her be back on the view. Uh, you know, if she takes some some uh, hits and punches for what she, she said, fine. She can apologize again on the view. She can make her her statements. Uh, very clear. She can clarify. Uh, that's what you have when you have communications is you can have the opportunity for people to to apologize, to clarify, uh, to step it back. Uh, that's all what happens when you have a free society. When you have a society that just simply cancels people, you have no opportunity for uh, for people to say they're sorry, to explain it, to uh, to qualify it, to to back to to take back it and and uh, admit they were wrong. Uh, it's it's just not uh, it's not healthy. It's not good for information. So I, I like I'd rather have people have the opportunity to express themselves, communicate, and uh, let them uh, stand and and die on their own words, uh, as as they see fit, and let society be the judge in the end. And uh, so I, I agree. I, it's it's I'm not a fan of Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she said some really way out things, some very prejudicial things uh, against people who. Agreed. Uh, believe differently than she does, who thinks differently than she does. Um, but the fact that she's now having to uh, eat the same porridge, uh, I'm not in favor of that. I'd rather just make sure that no one has to deal with that kind of um, hate speech and, 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 uh, and silencing that uh, she unfortunately in the past has apparently advocated. Hey, how I look at it is when you look at all the 80s movies, the whole 80s would have been just blown out of the water. If it happened now, we'd have no movies, no comedy shows, no comedian, no nothing, because we didn't have these issues back then. And that's the harsh reality of it. Now you look at it, we'd be like, oh, an entire decade would have completely disappeared in our existence if we acted this way uh, back then. Uh, and so, I mean, that's that's enough on that. But uh, everybody understands where Brad and I are coming from. We do not condone it. What she said was wrong. Right. What she said was hurtful. I don't like right. the view. Guess what? Then I don't watch it. It's pretty right. simple. You want to cancel someone? Don't watch them. You don't like their music? Don't listen to them. You don't like the store or what they stand for, who they support? Don't shop there. That's the best way to cancel people, but they still have a right to have the free freedom of speech. Just because you don't like it doesn't give you the right to cancel them. Um, and that's just the plain facts of it. Now, looking forward, again, if you're just joining us and you're listening online, we welcome you. This is Brad Dacus from Pacific Justice Institute, Shannon Scolton, Voice of Truth. We have Power Hour here where we're talking about a lot of different things that are happen, uh, happening on the legal side uh, of this geopolitical national talk, uh, fighting for civil and religious freedoms and liberties, talking a lot about the pokey poke, 
the vaccine and what's going on there. Uh, we're talking a little bit about the Supreme Court. And this is a perfect time to kind of liaison into that because I know I've had a lot of questions in regards to this. Um, and and we've talked a little bit, right, uh, you and I personally, about some things that are, we see going on. And and especially when Trump was, uh, you know, had the opportunity to put to place his picks for the Supreme Court. in, we saw what happened there with Kavanaugh. But now what's going on is we're seeing a retirement happening. We see that there are changes that are going to be taking place here. Uh, and of course, Biden's in the seat. So we naturally can assume that a liberal Supreme Court justice is going to be put in that place. He's made it quite clear that he wants it to be a black woman. Uh, Let's talk about that (laughs) just in itself. I find that highly offensive to women, to people of law, and even to black women that they would be deduced down to the color of their skin instead of their viability for that position. But what's really going on there? Yeah, you know, he's not even saying it's a factor I'm going to consider. No, it's an absolute criteria. And once again, the absolute criteria for a Supreme Court justice is the color of their skin. It's crazy. And their, and their reproductive organs. Yeah, it's crazy. What does that have to do with choosing the most qualified person to be um, serving on, on the United States Supreme Court? He just greatly, greatly limited the candidates. And considering the Supreme Court is, is something we want the best because they're making decisions impacting freedom, liberty, or the preservation of the Constitution for generations to come for civil liberties. So instead, he has these other these candidates. Now, if you look at the candidates uh, that, uh, that he has on his shortlist, I've looked at them, and uh, I will tell you, uh, all three of them, the, the, the top three, and I, I can't recall their names right offhand, but I will tell you, um, there are there's serious, serious concerns uh, for all three of those justices. They're going to uh, they're not qualified. Uh, they've argued cases before the Supreme Court where they've lost nine to zero. Um, they have come out with crazy uh, opinions and ideologies that have no respect for religious freedom and the First Amendment of the Constitution. Uh, that uh, it's it's more about uh, how to further an agenda using the power of the court to further an, an, an issue, uh, an ideology, an agenda, as opposed to analyzing the law interpreting the law, applying the law fairly, blindly, and equally. Instead, these are three judges that have, have a reputation of, of pushing forth an outcome. That is extreme, extremely dangerous if we want to maintain the integrity uh, of, this, of the United States Supreme Court. Now, for third world countries, you have those kind of Supreme Courts. Yeah. And, and they're, they're not credible. Yeah. And people, people don't invest in those countries because they don't have a legal system that's really based upon law and the constitution of the country, as opposed to just some political hacks who have an agenda. Yeah, that is what we that's the risk we're facing, Shannon. Mm. If we have people uh, like those who are already uh, have preliminarily been placed, supposedly on the short list, uh, that would be a disaster for America. If we have those kind of justices, um, you know, if he wants to choose someone uh, who is an African-American female, you know, you should have uh, Justice Janice Brown. Uh, mm-hmm. She served in the night uh, in the, in the uh, D.C. DC circuit. She was on the state Supreme Court of California. Um, she's an African-American woman, very qualified, very competent. Uh, she's done a, did an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, but even she would not, would not be in favor of in any way of limiting the candidates based upon their skin color or their gender. And Martin Luther King Jr. today would be a appalled, yeah, appalled by the whole prospect uh, of such a, a treatment and and hopefully the Supreme Court is going to be uh, ruling that yeah that affirmative action race based admissions to colleges and universities is unconstitutional. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, this selection process, as pronounced by the president, um, I think it should be declared unconstitutional as well. And you know we're going to be having hopefully here pretty soon, Dr. Alveda King. Uh, Martin Luther King's niece on, and we're going to be talking about just that. It's race baiting uh, and it's uh, cultural appropriation. And we're going to hopefully get her side. And we know where she stands as a reverend and a evangelical leader uh, fighting for the same civil rights that her, uh, her uncle fought for. But right now, as I'm looking up, you said that there's a list, there's a short list of, of women that of course the Biden administration is looking at. And this is what CBS news put out today. They said it's one who's a front runner is judge uh, Kanaji Brown Jackson. Uh, and she, I believe is from the DC circuit. Um, and of course she's uh, very liberal. There's the California Supreme court justice, uh, Lenandra Kruger, uh, 
who is 45 years old, uh, and she's from the home state of Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, she's been a member of the high court since 2014. They say that she's a front runner. Front runner. Judge J. Michelle Childs, uh, who they say is a front runner. She served in the U.S. District Court of South Carolina 2010. Judge Candace Jackson. Akawami, uh, and I pardon me if I'm butchering that, but she was a partner at the Washington, D.C. firm Zucker Spader uh, until her nomination to the 7th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals in 2021. She was confirmed in June of that 7th Circuit and voted 53-40, earning her a GOP support from Graham Collins uh, and so on. Uh, so those are the ones that they're saying. I don't know if that's the same short list that you got, um, but that's basically what they're looking at now. But let's talk a little bit about this conjecture that's going around, this rumor uh, that I would like to clear up for the audience about the potential for Kamala Harris to be voted in to take that seat and leave an opportunity for another vice president. Uh, someone had said somewhere that under the Constitution that the vice president gets to cast a tie-breaking vote uh, in which that in in some ways she might be able to cast a vote for herself. Uh, what does this look like? People are saying in the media, could Kamala cast a tie-breaking vote for herself? Could she vote for herself? And is that even something we see the Biden administration potentially doing? Well, first off, she could do it legally, constitutionally. She could do that. Um, and she would do it uh, if yeah. she thought, if, she, if that was necessary for her to, to get where she wanted to go and to be on the uh, the Supreme Court. I, I bet at this point uh, she would probably uh, love to be pointed to the Supreme Court, realizing that there's not much of a political future left for her oh, after this it. administration, um, in as far as uh, being reelected as either as vice president or president. And, and so, uh, I, you know, the, would, the, would the Biden administration do this? She's baggage. Now, you know, you've got a situation where the Biden administration, I mean, that's baggage, so much baggage that you have candidates, Democrat candidates uh, saying, uh, you know, oh, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I couldn't I couldn't appear at your speaking engagement, uh, Mr. Trump, when you came to my my state or came to my town. Yeah, I, I had a prior engagement. I mean, <laughs> they're so distancing him, themselves from this guy because uh, he's worse than Jimmy Carter yeah. <laughs> as far as baggage. Uh, and then and then we have uh, Harris. She's even lower and worse in the polls, apparently. Uh, people are appalled at the idea of thinking that she would be president of the United States someday. The majority of Americans say she's simply flat out not qualified to be in the Oval Office, period. So You mean cackling isn't a qualification? <laughs> yeah, she's very good at that. Yeah. That's how she answers oftentimes her questions, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, the, the border security person, that, that, you know, who's never been to the border. Yeah. Are, I mean, it's just crazy. So uh, so, she, so the Biden administration might politically have an incentive, though, to to get rid of her. And uh, one way of doing that would do, be to just, boom, stick her on the Supreme Court. Then they could fill that spot with someone who might be more politically advantageous. Uh, some even say that's, you know, how Hillary Clinton could become president uh, without you know, even running for office is have uh, have her take Kamala Harris's place. And then, you know, Biden stepped down after the midterm. Uh, you know, some people are, are talking about that. But when you start seeing the Democrats uh, seriously talking about pushing out, pushing Hillary up the ladder. God, that's or scary. In the election, yeah. It's scary, but also shows you how desperate they are. I know. <laughs> because Hillary has a very high negative rating herself. <laughs> Uh, very high negative rate. And everyone in her cabinet will be dead at some point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, well, well, when Kamala Harris went down to Honduras uh, recently, uh, I was sort of concerned for her. Uh, be, yeah. You know, because, <laughs> you know. She might go missing. You know, Those drug cartels yeah. would get you every time. Yeah, and I, and I bet it wouldn't be the drug cartel. Oh, no, it would be the Clinton that. cartel. Yeah, the Clinton cartel. <laughs> so, uh, but... You know, I, I do see that they've they have a real problem. Uh, there's not an easy solution, but having Kamala Harris put on the Supreme Court uh, would just inflame so many Americans uh, because uh, they would see, you know, Sotomayor. She was not the best qualified. She's not competent. Uh, you know, Ginsburg was intellectually very competent, very sharp, very qualified. I disagree with her foundation of not really respecting the Constitution in the way it was intended. Um, but she was very bright and she at least applied principles of law. Sotomayor, uh, you know, she's just not there. And yeah. uh, she doesn't seem to, she doesn't have the depth, intellectual depth, uh, the capacity. Uh, she's an uh, ideologue. She's an agenda person. She looks at the outcome, not the principle of law. And that's my perception. Um, so I think that, unfortunately, all three of these that Biden are looking at are Sotomayor's on steroids. Yeah. In terms of 
their their disrespect for the Constitution, the law, and I think would just jump on this as an opportunity to change society the way they want it, not to do their job to be blindly uh, blind and neutral in how they apply the law based on principle, not based on what group or what interest is at stake. You know, the president's approval rating, I think, was at a whopping 38 uh, percent last time I checked. Uh, I mean, that's it's uh, I, I don't I don't even know how he's not impeached by this point. I mean, we were crying impeachment every two seconds with Trump. The poor guy couldn't even go to bed without waking up for another article of something coming against him. And here uh, we have massive inflation. Uh, you know, we have an issue with our goods and services, imports and exports. Uh, you know, a, a horrible economy. I, just, I mean, anyway, we all know, right? I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir, but Kamala, hers are even lower. And this is why I think people are thinking that, that this is something that they might do. She was at like 26 or 28%. I mean, she's tanking, nosediving. The hopes of her ever being president, as you said, gone in the wind, gone, totally gone. Uh, you know, and I'm not trying to be mean, but I'm going to say things that are a little bit mean. You have a house plant for a president. And what I mean by that is that's about as good as he's good for is just what a house plant sitting there, you know, either taking or producing oxygen. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, and then you have a cackling, um, virtue signaling female vice president, uh, who is not capable of her job, who they've done a quite, they've done pretty good keeping her out of the limelight. Cause I think the white house at some point realized how horrific, uh, the views of the people were whenever she got in front of a microphone and that it was just better for them to keep her in a basement like Joe Biden did when he ran for president, than put her out in the public eye. I mean, I think that's just the harsh reality. They should probably do the same with Saki. But they haven't gotten that far yet. But here we are. She's got twenty eight percent, Brad. I mean, that's that's crazy, you know. Yeah, and 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 so this, I really believe it's a tactic. I I think it's something that they're going to attempt to do. Yeah, and they don't have any um, candidates out there really to uh, to run in two thousand twenty four that are strong candidates. They used to have one that was a very strong candidate, Mario Cuomo, Governor yeah. Cuomo. Yeah. Um, he's obviously not going to be <laughs> running in two thousand twenty four. Nope. Uh, nope. Then you you know you had Gavin. Uh, Newsom, um, but you know he he had it all. He was almost impeached. Uh, you know he was almost uh, or, uh, recalled, if you will, in the last. Uh, you know. Let me comment year. on that. He was recalled. There was some. Tr- there was definitely trickery going on there. But I'll digress on that point. Go ahead. No, and, and, and I agree. I agree. Um, so I, 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 there's a lot of t- tremendous fraud in California. It's. Yeah. I'm just glad we have the electoral college to prevent California from uh, stuffing the ballot box. Oh man. You know, around the country, and and uh, but uh, so we have some containment, but but so yeah, so I, I don't think Gavin Newsom is very strong uh, either, and then uh, so they the strong those are the two strong candidates that they they had potentially in 2024. I don't see them having um, a strong candidate uh, moving forward, and um, I think it's going to be very problematic. Also, the the far left have such a stranglehold on the party. Yeah. The fact that Bernie yeah. Sanders he almost got the nomination had they not. Had the other candidates not all just suddenly dropped out and endorsed Biden, yeah, Biden would have been, uh, you know, Bernie Sanders would have been the nominee. Oh man, we would have been Venezuela already. I mean, I don't yeah, think and, I don't think Biden's with it, with it enough for us to fast track that quick. But Bernie, oh, that was his agenda. Oh yes, and in in. And unfortunately, Biden has been a sold out for quite a bit of what Bernie Sanders was yeah. pushing. Uh, he was not the the moderate he campaigned to be. Uh, but the part, bottom line is the Democrat Party is is basically gets controlled and dominated uh, by the left now. Um, and so that's why, you know, we have like Senator Manchin, uh, who is almost a standalone. You also have the uh, senator from Arizona. But the rest of the party is very, very extreme. And um, I think it's going to be very problematic for them to have a strong candidate that appeals to mainstream America. Uh, and um, so I'm, I'm somewhat optimistic, not only for 2022 uh, election, but also for 2024. I predict that 2024 is going to be uh, very similar to the election in 1980. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll see a real mandate from the American people uh, on uh, so many different issues as reflected by who's elected mm. to the White House. As reflected by who's elected. I'm interested to see that. We're going to keep a close eye on it. We're going to watch it. Hopefully I'll be going back and forth to D.C. around that time and doing some stuff. There's going to be a lot to cover. Uh, our hour is up. It's been great. It's been phenomenal having you on. I think we covered a lot of ground. If you enjoyed this uh, amazing broadcast, let me know. 
everybody uh send me a message voice of truth broadcasting at gmail.com you can also email me shannon at voice of truth radio.com uh, and i'll get back to you if there's some content you want brad and i to talk about we're here to get your option uh, your opinions we want to be able to give you what you want to hear and answer your questions like i said eventually we'll be opening up opening up phone lines at some point hopefully for questions throughout my streams uh, so if there is anything apologetically or biblically or counseling you want to talk about, we'll be able to do that. And maybe we'll open the phone lines when Brad's on with me, if you have some questions as well, but we'll see, uh, just keep praying for Brad and Pacific justice Institute and his entire team. They need your prayers. I, let me tell you, they're fighting the good fight. They are on the front line. Okay. And keep praying for us at voice of truth. God is doing an amazing work. Uh, PJI, myself, a lot of ministries, we can't do it without your support and we can't do it without your prayers. So we appreciate those things. If you want to join the movement and get, uh, exclusive, uh, email newsletters directly from voice of truth, I want you to go to voice of truth, join the movement. You're going to be getting exclusive emails, uh, and newsletters that you're not going to be able to find on our YouTube or our social media, uh, with different ways for different areas of the country for you to get involved in your community, uh, a lot of different resources. So it's a great way and it's free. It's not a subscription. If you want to donate, send your donations our way. We have a new PO box. It's PO box 401-285 Las Vegas, Nevada, 89140. Again, PO box 401-285 Las Vegas, Nevada, 89140. If you're sending your donations to our Layton, Utah address, it's 913, P.O. Box 913, Layton, Utah, uh, 84041. You can, do, you can still do that. Make sure you do not send our donations, though, however, to CSN Radio. Uh, we are no longer affiliated in direct contact and relationship with them, and so make sure you send them to our new addresses. You can also do- donate on Venmo. Uh, you can donate to PJI as well on their website. Sign up for their newsletter pji.org you want to get information there are tons of resources guys listen i've used them for myself I, I if there was an organization that i could legitimately work for other than voice of truth it would be them they're so good you do not want to miss what they have check out everything you're going to know somebody who needs something that they provide uh so just write it down uh, and message us, mail us, ask us questions. You need prayer. We're here for you. Direct message us. Follow us on social media, you guys, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Telegram, Twitter. Also, you can get these videos on Rumble. We're on Apple Podcasts and Amazon Music. Those will be updated coming up here. My team is working really hard to get everything updated. And don't miss these live streams, 7 p.m. Pacific time, Monday through Friday, We're bringing you the good news, not only the gospel of Jesus Christ, but things relevant, headlines happening now, and information you need for your Christian walk and to survive in this day and age. Brad, thank you so much for being with us. I can't wait till next Wednesday. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, God bless you, everybody. Listen, remember to be a voice of truth in your community. Until next time, God bless.